Hi everyone, welcome back to 20 questions. This is round three. One, who the hell is Robertson, really? Two, was Briggs abducted because he was about to tell Cooper some insider info? Or more likely, was something else going on here? And if it was insider info, what was it? Three, a silly question. Which is the least likely? A, one or more Blue Rose Task Force members is an extraterrestrial. B, aliens are just us in the future. C, aliens visit us but avoid getting caught because they don't want to alter the timeline. Four, Leland says that he invited Bob in when young, reluctantly or otherwise. He also suggests that Bob is part of a larger group, quote, they wanted, etc., even Cooper asks, she wouldn't let them in. And Laura ultimately resists doing so. Maybe because the Part 8 Dido kissed orb was helpful? A decent chunk of this show is about dealing with evil when it, they, come internally knocking, as it will, as they will, quietly or otherwise. What is going on with this they element? Five, why did Fire Walk With Me Jeffries insist on not talking about Judy at all? Six, in the world of Twin Peaks, are there any coherent, meaningful, and potentially explanatory connections between Native American traditions and corn? Seven, they say Cooper failed a test at the end of season two in the Red Room and potentially at the end of season three as well. Who here could pass these tests that Cooper supposedly fails? Eight, to what extent is Audrey a successful detective in Twin Peaks The Return? Nine, in the The Thread Will Be Torn scene from Firewalk With Me, is the burning oil smell coming from Leland or from Mike? If Mike, it's interesting that he still emits the smell even down an arm. Also weird that he, along with Bob, want their Garmonbosia and want to go home, as one of the scripts says, even without an arm. Ten, again with this scene. Do you think there's any chance that this whole Philly scene, starting right after the Gordon, it's 10.10 a.m. line, is actually a reenactment of that dream that Cooper had? Is it a way for us to see the dream that had him so worried? And if so, what for? 11. What are the best ways to confirm that A. You're not actually in a dream, be it yours or someone else's. B. You are not a tulpa, a la Diane. C. You're not in a simulation or story world. Philosophers address this, but what are some casual answers? 12. Would Janie E. have said we're living in a dark, dark age if her husband wasn't such a bum and a loser? Conversely, if he was a great one, would she have still identified such a dark age? As the saying goes, it could make a difference. 13. 
Did Mr. C use a piece of his own hair to create Dougie Jones? Where would this have taken place? Did he have help? How does this stuff work? 14. Why do Mike and Gerard look the same? Did Mike used to be a Bob? Does Bob have a lookalike? What is this? 15. How can one live in a way that, should Bob want in at all costs with all his powers, could ultimately deny Bob? 16. In part one, when visiting the firemen, is this Tulpa Cooper receiving programming for later activation? Unlike Diane and Mr. C's text messages, is this Tulpa Cooper receiving fireman messages through that scratching sound? So is Cooper himself a Tulpa running when activated on the fireman's programming? Or is he just trusting of a higher level, more evolved teammate, i.e. the fireman? Not programmed per se, but willing to follow wholeheartedly? 17. In William Peter Blatty's follow-up to The Exorcist, there is something called the Hamlet theory that sort of drives the movie. And it goes, if Hamlet hadn't pretended to be crazy, he really would have gone crazy. And I ask, is this the case with Nadine and anyone else in Twin Peaks? 18. An opinion question. Where do you think Cooper has actually been for the past 20 to 25 years? In a literal red room? In a rubber room? Something or somewhere else? Where? 19. Do all the random booth conversations in the return happen in the same roadhouse booth? Kind of like hotel room number 603. And if so, does this matter at all? 20. Some questions about the end of part 18. Did the lights go out in other houses too, or just the places filled with bad electricity? Does anything happen to the electricity that's not being used for bad? Or is like a full chemo treatment in order? That is, all of it is potential sickness, so all of it must be shut down. Maybe better? What happens to, or where does, Alice Trumond go? Or maybe this is all minutiae and the whole thing just stops cold, thus there's no need for distinctions? Like the world is unplugged, or the sleeper awakens? Is this a suicide mission? Is part of Cooper elsewhere watching the events of Part 18? Including his own tulpa-like ignoring of the dead guy on the couch? The diner stuff with the gun, etc. I really don't know, but I do know it's an amazing ending. And thanks for listening. I hope you have a great day.